Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in K-pop. This is your host Anthea Isik. Hope you're all having a great week and indeed it is a special week because I did hint you a little about what is coming up this week. Uh, it's definitely not a monologue episode where I sit, talk to myself, but here I have someone very interesting and I'm sure that whatever we are going to talk is also going to interest you. So as I promised you earlier, today's episode is definitely going to be NCT 127 and I have none other than Divyansha to discuss all about NCT 127 to baddies. So welcome Divyansha. Thank you Anthea, that was a really warm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for accepting my invite. and we did discuss earlier we were ranting about how our instagram decided to just shut down like black pink and then make us all panic and before the instagram thing i think we were postponing it we were planning it for quite a long time to be very honest if you would have accepted my request I wouldn't have this monologue episode on Blackpink where I just sit and talk to myself and make my <laughs> listeners feel bad. No, please. Okay, I, I have heard like a couple of few episodes, and it's not boring at all. It's always a treat to either read what you've written or just listen. It's always, it's always a treat. Oh my God, that's that's so sweet. Thank you so much for telling that you listen to my podcast. Like. Hey guys. <laughs> But yes. So Divyansha, uh I'm definitely going to give you a quick intro about Divyansha. She's definitely one of my mutual which ultimately makes her a K-pop fan. And she's not just a fan. She is the staff writer of Rolling Stone India and if you listeners are from India and sure you can never escape the rhythm of Rolling Stones India when it comes to K-pop. So they are actively covering K-pop and Divyansha is one of the actively contributing writer, staff writer and contributing when it comes to K-pop. She covers news, she makes reviews and definitely a lot of interviews. So if you are an Agasse, I know you are a fan of Divyansha at this time. So Divyansha didn't just start as a staff writer, she was a marketing intern. then she was into pr consultancy then she was into senior digital media executive and now she has found her love for writing if i'm right and now decided to also you know like make us enjoy her words through her articles so i'm super glad to have you and of course i did mention interviews so it is definitely a must to talk about a few artists So we have Mark Twain's interview recent latest work of hers includes Mark Twain and Dreamcatcher XG yes G Idol like guys to be very genuine I love all the artists and 
it is also like personally the, those artists are some that i really want to interview and them coming out through your words either their profile or their words through your creative statements i have always enjoyed it this is a very oh. genuine and honest <laughs> statement so oh I've never heard someone say so many kind words at once. This is a brand new experience for me. Yeah, this is the special of Believe in K-pop. So drop in whenever you wanted to be encouraged. But yeah, and we definitely have to talk about the K-music special issue of Rolling Stone India that came out during the June, July, and I am sure. you might have heard it even in the worldwide release like everybody was excited everybody was uh you know what to say more intrigued by the thought that even artists and producers even in like from front to the back scenes were covered in the magazine and of course divyansha had a huge role in writing some of the greatest pieces in the book the magazine So that's the huge person I have here and listeners of course she interviewed Mark Twain I'm not going to abuse her or you know like she doesn't have to feel threatened guys I'm going to treat her very good so you don't have to feel bad for her uh I am not here to threaten anyone but yeah and today's episode is definitely NCT 127 so that ultimately tells you that divyansha is a huge fan of nct and that's why she's here she's going to talk all about nct yeah Yay! <laughs> my illegit boys <laughs> yes no like 23 two baddies all here in this yes. podcast yeah. but yeah so that's my introduction once again thank you so much for joining it's a huge pleasure Thank you so much for having me. Like I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I mean, like you're my favorite journalist. I'm so excited to chat about NCT 127's two baddies. Yeah, and of course, it is definitely a pleasure because you know, like in Twitter space, uh, especially among journalists or the mutuals we have, you know, like there are a few artists. who you know like whenever their posts or something pops up you immediately remember this person and you know that they are a huge fan mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened you know like um i know alexis is a huge fan of nct and mm-hmm. then it was divyansha and i remember tagging you when they announced to come back and even you know like we should do a challenge maybe one day as <laughs> just it just don't like you know like you know the hope of the step which is like two baddies with like these peace signs you know i look terrible doing it i am never <laughs> going to reenact that challenge <laughs> wow but but we were talking about the kick it you know like the the, the, the I, i'm probably very sure that tayam did that that choreography crafted jewels it was, it was it was during that whole neo soul um challenge in that they had i mean mm. a i loved the remix I would love to see it live. I'm praying that SM realizes the potential that India has as a K-pop market and just brings one of their acts in because I would love to see them perform live. So I know you were very much excited when uh, they announced the comeback, and it's not just for N citizens. I think that the entire K-pop 
uh, world was excited because it's after 11 months and a lot has happened in between, like from allegations to information. So a lot did happen. Uh, so it was definitely a huge um, to call it. So how did you feel? How was it excited? Before before we talk about the comeback, of course, I have to ask this question. Uh, we know, you know, like as a K-pop writer and a K-pop fan, you are quite familiar with a lot of groups and you follow a lot of music. But what is it, that one point when you decided, wow, NCT127 is going to be my bias or top bias list? Like when when I mentioned NCT127, you were like, oh, my elegy voice. <laughs> so when when did that happen? When was your first encounter? And can I just share your story of being an N citizen? Definitely. I think for me, um, I fell in love with NCT eventually. So when mm-hmm. I first got into K-pop, I mean, NCT is a group that you cannot ignore. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter how much you try, you're like, no, I'm just going to focus on group A and not divert my attention to any other group because NCT is so diverse. And if you like take into the subunits into consideration, they're releasing music the whole year. So there's no way that you're going to miss out on, on a single unit. Like you have to know NCT. And obviously when you watch like the year-end video and the mm-hmm. awards and stuff, like the performances are so great. So I first got to know about NCT in late 2018. And I was like, okay, this seems like an interesting group. At that time, I was like, why exactly do they have 23 members? I was under the impression that they regularly promote, like throughout the year as a 23 or 22 member group. I wasn't, at that point, I wasn't sure that, you know, there were these subunits and stuff. And then um, Illichu of NCT127 released Kick It!, and before I even heard or heard the track or I watched the music video, there was a trend that Incitizen started where they would be dressed up in like their PJs and stuff. And as soon as, you know, the hook oh came. God. Yeah. Do you remember like it would, they would just, they would just change into that. this tone. You did that? That's, oh, that's, oh my that's God. on my Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. Oh my God. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch because I genuinely loved how they interpreted that entire challenge. And I was like, you know what? The song is really cool. I have to go check it out. And that's when I saw the music video and I was enamored. I was like, what is this energy that this group is breaking? And the first person that caught my attention was Taeyong, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I like, you know, I was like, okay, fine. This is an interesting group. I'll get back to them again. And I I don't know. Uh, I think this was during the Resonance era. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, Resonance era is where, you know, um, they had this whole performance. I think it was during Mnet or Mama. I don't remember where Taeyong was like descending on stage like Lord Jesus mm-hmm. or something. And I was like. I think it's Mama. Yeah, it was mom. And I was like, yo, I know this group. And I was like, really? What? And the performance was pretty long. I'm not I'm not going to lie. It was like some 22 minutes. But still, somehow they managed to like capture my attention. And I was like, you know what? I've been a casual listener of your music for such a long time. But I'm not going to ignore that anymore. I'm just going to go in and get all the info. So that's where it started from. I went on YouTube. And you know how it begins, right? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like NCT 127 and then you have all these funny moments. A rabbit and, hole, yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite one was um, 
NCT, um, NCT, but the T is silent because it is struggling with technology. And that was my <laughs> favorite fan edited video. All of them suck at technology. It's so funny. And that, that, uh, that's yeah. the video that I constantly keep replaying to. So that's how I eventually like fell in love with like NCT. But yeah, definitely for me, I think the unit that got me into NCT was NCT 127. And then I was like, oh, they stream, they wavy. And oh, they all promote together too. It's like, wow, great, good times. Wow, that was a lovely journey. And when you were talking about the NCT and the team silent for technology, I remember I still go back to this video where uh, they bring in the foreign line, you know, like mm. them struggling with Korean language. <laughs> and I remember, you know, like it's whenever me and my sister, we mm. talk, we have this inside jokes from the meme videos we mm. see. And sometimes when I don't understand, I'm like, Boosin Degyo? <laughs> so yeah though. oh god every time like the foreign comes into like any conversation there's this uh, there was this fan edit that i remember seeing on twitter where the person just went like mark the king of conglish and honestly like the way he blends english and korean so fluently like even as a bilingual myself it's so difficult for me to like mix hindi and english because just something just seems very odd but he does it with like the utmost grace and i'm like how how are you doing this i can barely do it with my mother tongue in english yeah wow so that's lovely journey and mine was actually nct dream so i started with nct dream and then cherry bomb oh classic classic <laughs> you know i i'm so mad that i didn't get into k-pop way earlier because mm -hmm. i knew about k-pop since 2012 and okay. in fact, I knew a lot of SM artists, but at that point in time, I was a One Direction fan, y'all. Okay, hey. like I was. Hello. Are you serious? <laughs> you're you're. I hate saying Directioner, but like that's what we were called, guys. That was yeah. literally like a fandom name. I know every time, like right now, if you go to Direction, they're like, please do not bring bring that back. It makes it sound like tour guides and stuff. But I can't help it. That's what we were called. And I remember X and One Direction were like competing at like a lot of award shows. That's how I got to know about K-pop. But like eventually, okay. I think it was BTS that got me into it. And then like, you know, just like a fl the floodgate just opened <laughs> and like all these groups. And I was like, you know what? I remember watching your videos, but I just didn't know how great you are at that <laughs> point in time. Because I remember watching like God Seven's Just Right. And that video used to be on loop just because it was visually so appealing to watch. It was a really fun music video. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it sucks. Because I want to, like, I just really want to experience the cherry bomb or, like, you know, the superhuman era all over again. Just because some of my favorite songs come from these EP. Oh, yeah, yeah, so this is why I've been, like, crying and, like, manifesting and praying to God. I'm like, can you please let Illichel, like, just release <laughs> their best of songs? But, like, maybe it could be, like, an acoustic version and stuff because they sounded so good on Killing Voice. But, like, just mm -hmm. give me something again. I want to relive that era again. You know, like I remember feeling the same with Godson's hard carry. I was like, <gasps> legit, <laughs> why? A classic, yeah. <laughs> a classic, like probably like South Korea's national anthem or something. Like everyone just knows it. <laughs> everyone knows it. But yeah, we were one direction. And I remember, you know, like when I was in school, mm -hmm. um, when we have these subjects and when there is a word direction, you know, like the entire class turns in the direction. Yo, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
god, that is so. I thought it was just a thing that was ha- that happened to me, but it's good to know there was like a universal thing, like even like the most minor reference to like anything British, like because mm-hmm. I studied uh, in the British education system, so like we would like learn about you know, British history and stuff, and like everyone would be like, oh, you should be like really interested in it, you know. And I was, I was just wonder why, <laughs> like why me? That like oh, because of One Direction, and I was like, I don't think that's how it works, <laughs> but okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> Oh, obviously. I remember Union J too. I don't know if others remember this. Oh my god, Union J. Of course, George. <laughs> yes. Hello, George. Yes. Oh George, god. I love you. George, I, I, I love you What was the debut single? Carry You, right? I think oh. Marry You, Carry You. No, I think Carry You. Carry You, right? Dude, it was such a vibe. I, I genuinely yeah. love listening to that song. Gosh. I know I that I'll carry you. Oh, yes. Oh my god, finally someone knows Union J is that... I literally, I have a dissertation in place for my undergrad in which mm-hmm. I explored the importance of tandems in acting or mobilizing as publicist for like X-Factor groups in particular. And I remember mentioning the mix and One Direction and my professor was like, okay, I know these guys. Oh, who, who are you and J? And I was like, you don't know you and J. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I was <laughs> recently talking. Yeah, I was recently talking to my sister. You know, that they had some songs really, you know, like, ah, oh, I, I forgot the names, but Carry You. And then you have this, they have this water. We get lost in the middle, like the bottles in the ocean. Okay, I don't remember. You know what? I have to, like, go back and listen to you and Jay again. I just feel like they deserve that kind of attention again. <laughs> Kind of answer to the question. I, I I'm trying to get to the chorus part so I get the title. But, yeah. Good days. Good um, days. Yeah. It's. But loving you was easy. You know what? Yes. Oh, I I I know this. I know this. I know this. I know this. Gosh, it's been so long since I've heard this song. <laughs> Damn. Loving you was three. easy. Hmm. Yes, I remember that wow. now. Yeah, this is a K-pop podcast, guys. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, we changed your diaper for a little bit. <laughs> but especially when someone knows something from your past and you can just... But yeah. Well, we were destined to be besties. I swear to bestie. God. Yes, finally. <laughs> I mean, like, every time I, I mention, like, Union General, there's another group. I don't remember their name, but their lead single had someone skateboarding. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't remember their name at all. They had like very decent tracks. So they disbanded very quickly though. The formal next factor, they debuted and then like in the very next month or something like they disbanded. Okay. At that point, they, we disbanded. Honestly, disbanded was a word that I got really used to saying when I joined K-pop. Initially, mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, like I think like in the Western pop sphere, it's always like, you know, they they went their separate ways or like they broke up and now here we're like disbanded disbanded so like that's when it like became like a usual word in my vocabulary um but yeah yes so that was a lovely chat we should definitely do that uh after the podcast or maybe at the daytime not definitely not night but <laughs> but i forgot the question because i got so attracted yeah but talking about NCT 127, you did say that NCT 127 brought me here. And I really wanted to know what was the attractive trait that you find in NCT uh, that makes you want to follow them more? And yeah, fangirl as well. I think for me, the first thing would be performance. 
all mm-hmm. their choreography is so hardcore to date i still do not know how hn manages manages to like jump and go like baby we go wild and kick it and he's just like jumping from the back all the way to the front like he's just like you're doing this and his voice is still so stable mm-hmm. i don't know who exactly sm's uh vocal you know teachers are but they're doing an exceptional job because you'll never find a really mid vocalist at sm all of them are great So for me it would be performance and obviously I am in love with NCT 127's vocal line. Mm-hmm. I I I I think I keep saying this over and over again I'm going to sound like a broken record but there are certain songs that only NCT 127 can pull off because of their vocal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah so I think wow. it definitely be like performance and the vocalist that they have and I know it me I think for me Um, it will be like a tie between NCT Dream and NCT One Seven in terms of like the vocalist that they house, but yeah, definitely I think I have a very soft spot for NCT One Seven. That's what I expected, and like I did see you sometime commenting that you really loved the vocal line, so I, I really wanted to highlight that because I think that most of them always consider NCT One Seven as noise. But it's not that. You know, like we have so much, especially with tail. Oh yes, for this comeback, usually I think for like every other comeback, I think my MVP, if I may, was always tail. But for this comeback, Doyoung sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. He's always sounded incredible. Mm-hmm. But like with this this comeback, his vocal delivery and the way he emotes or the way he pronounces or pulls certain notes or words, mm-hmm. they literally hit you. Like you, I'm uh, like I'm not fluent in Korean, so for me, it mm-hmm. I literally depend on genius. I'll be like, okay, when when is Jin's Korea going to like release the lyrics? Because until they don't do that, I'm just here sitting and just visualizing. I'm like, okay, maybe this sounds like a sad song. So maybe they're singing about this. And then once <laughs> the lyrics are out, I'm like, oh, okay. So I was really off the radar. It's not a sad song. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, it, it happens. Happens a lot of time. Yes. Like sometimes the song actually becomes your comfort song, but then you realize that well, it's nothing. Not singing about whatever you are thinking. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's like a really different thing. That's what happened to me when I uh, first heard uh, "Baby Don't Lie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought it was a breakup song. It's not a breakup song. So I had to like go back to Genius, and I was like, so I was very awkward. It is not a breakup song. It's completely different. But yeah, good. We just concentrate on the rap, but yeah. yeah. By the way, this is a shout out to Genius Korea inside. Like, yay! Yay! Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! Like I keep saying, I remember like even when Jimmy's album had come out, I was like, Genius Korea, please release the lyrics. I need to know <laughs> what is he thinking about. Literally, the, I think I, they're a little bit backward of like the mm-hmm. K-pop community because there's yeah. so many translations available online, but the one that you trust is always Genius Korea, and it's Genius always Korea. yeah. Solid, yes. So, thank you. And coming back to two baddies. So, yes. How did you feel the excitement when they released? I remember you screaming because none of us expected that poster. I still remember with the blue car, them all standing around it. I was like, oh, NCT is coming back. 
I remember the first thing that people did was zoom in just to see what everyone's outfit is. <laughs> but like even before the poster release, you know, there are these rumors that keep flying around, mm-hmm. right? Like there are these schedules that apparently some people put together, like, oh, yes, he's going to have like these many comebacks. And um, I... I knew that the comeback would be in like the last few months of the year because mm-hmm. that's how it was last year too, right? Like Red Sticker, then you have yeah. like Favorite, and then you had like NCD 2021. But I wasn't expecting them to like suddenly like just release the poster or something. I thought it would be like concert board or something, but they released the poster and I was like, oh, okay, oh my God, it's actually happening. I was really excited. I was like, okay, finally, uh, I can like, uh, I know what is the kind of music I'll be hearing at the year and award shows too, because you know, they're like six hours long. So you need some good music and performances <laughs> to ensure that you sit through those six hours. So yeah, I was yeah. very excited when it dropped and I too, like everyone else was like zooming in and I was like, okay, who is who? Who has what hair color? What what are they wearing in? Or whose not? era it is? Like, yeah, is whose era is it? <laughs> <laughs> who's who? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Right. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. And when the promotions were happening, we also found that Blackpink and NCT127 was releasing on the same day, like when NCT released their poster and the dates, I guess. And I remember literally some of our mutuals screaming, like, did they just decide to release it on the same day as Blackpink? Because I did say this in the previous podcast, because two are two of the prominent groups from the third generation. And like definitely they have their different colors and different stages of life but still you know like for us the oldies of k-pop like guys this was huge so how (laughs) yeah it was a very busy day for k-pop as well yeah so of course we are going to the mv how did you feel about two baddies let's talk about the teaser like how excited were you when you saw the teaser i think my heart started beating fast. I, I, was, I was like, drop the MV now. That's how I excited. I How much I excited. I was excited. See, I'm fumbling because I was excited. Like, guys. Oh, I, I, I share like very similar, similar like emotional set as you. When the MV dropped and like, you know, you have like Mark going like, we, oh God, what does Mark exactly say? We are the next year. That's what he says, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, and like all of them are like formed in like some Avengers sort of a thing. And I know at that point in time, I knew that the center was Mark. There's something about his body physique, but I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out who, who, who were like behind who and stuff. But I loved the neon lighting and I just loved, I mean, the moment you see like neon lighting, you know it's going to be really kick-ass. And another thing about NCT is that the music videos never disappoint. I mean, mm-hmm. even with something that doesn't have to be, you know, thematically cohesive, like like sticker per se, right? The, like the whole concept was futuristic cowboys, but just like the way that they embody the, the concept, their costumes, the set and all, it just makes it so appealing that you don't need like, you know, background story or stuff yeah. to like support it. And that's something very similar that I felt with uh, two baddies too. Mm-hmm. Like I know the whole speed was like a speed racer sort of a thing, but even if you like sort of remove the cars that were always prominent in the background, because of like their wardrobe, their attitude, it's very evident that the theme is like, you know, street racer kind of thing. Yeah, and till today, you know, like I 
choose there are a few groups and a few mvs that we want to revisit you know like some songs they are good with you know like listening again they are just good you know like sometimes if you ah oh, i feel like listening to this again and you go back and listen to it but there are a few music or singles where i really wanted to watch the music video again and there are times numerous times and most of the nct 127 videos i revisited and essay was looking back at babies because it was the fans two year anniversary i was like i miss you guys come back soon Do you remember yeah. Yang Yang's uh, bubble message? He was like, "You guys are going to do kindergarten soon," and I was like, "Oh yeah," because we're like the fandom is two years old. At first, I I was like, "Why is he saying we're going to go to kindergarten?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're three years old now." Oh my God, Yang Yang babies! I miss I miss Ten. Actually, I was so happy to see Ten. Doing the challenge, you know, like after a long time. Oh yeah, I like you did it with like Johnny and like the uh, song, and I think it was the third one. Mark. Oh, that was Mark. Okay, yeah, I think it was Mark. I think, yeah, Mark. Because I was, you know, like watching the reel again and again, mm. so that I can try that in future. But yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're doing it, like hit me up because I definitely want to try, but like not alone. <laughs> I need someone else with me to do it. So that when, person can when, go with me. When I was planning for the, uh, what is the, cherry bomb thingy? I was planning, you know, like when we do this podcast, maybe she said, by the hand. <laughs> he first starts with his fingers, and then somehow his entire arm is moving, and, and like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> फ्लाइंग कार Yeah, I like love. Okay, first of all, you remember when the teaser video? Uh, sorry, <laughs> the concept photos dropped, and like all of them had like this um, mm. like what the metal wired um mm. portion in the background. Mm. I thought it's Photoshop until uh Jay and actually like released like a carousel post on his Instagram, and I realized someone actually sat and made it. And I was like, "What is what is this budget that SN has?" I was so um. I like today, like if anyone knows who the creative director for the entire MV was, like I need to know because this person is is like to- totally a visionary. Like, wow! I always thought it was Photoshop. It looked so Photoshop, but it was it was real. But I think like in the music video, um, when Jungwoo's part comes and he's sitting on. Sort of like a pyramid. It's not a pyramid. I don't know what that structure is. Looks like a throne of sort. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. I think like as soon as I like, pull the shot comes to Jungwoo and there's a part during Taeyo's uh, solo where the camera zooms in and like the glasses, the LED things like the that, was that transition. Cool. Ooh, wow, that transition like, was so this speed. Cool. Yes, and he has. I think it's Doyeon and Taeyo. Yeah, like, exactly. They're it's, driving and. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doyle looks like he's actually driving. Like, and I know he's not. The jerks. Like, yeah, the jerks that he brings, and I was like, okay, this dude is committed for this comeback. I mean, he's always committed, but like this era is like Doyle's era. I think for me, Sticker was Jungkook's era. I'll say Jungkook's is Doyle's era for sure. 
sticker was also Jay Hyun and you just yeah <laughs> I think you know all these kind of futuristic or like something that really bring, brings out like the cool badass side it's always a Utah I don't know Utah just it just it, he just has that charm and that charisma to embody these yeah I fell in love with Utah like of course is we he have your this... one, is he your bias um, <laughs> we have oh, Jay Hyun as well, so mm -hmm. it's the duo. When I when I found that they were standing together in the sticker, I was like, Yeah, the maybe they're drama. planning. Yeah, they were like, you know, she likes us both. Now it's the time that she has to decide. So it's melodrama, monodrama. <laughs> I like that. So, have you like made, made up your mind now? They've like put out this whole like you know shebang for you. Now you have got to pick one. No. I, like, this this really like I don't know why I'm even asking you to pick one because I can't pick between my biases. But like exactly. sure. <laughs> like I really have this problem inside me, and I think that I should definitely go to a therapist. Like I really have this difficulty between choosing between two. I Whenever. think in like the realm of K-pop, it's fine. It's okay. Like even God can turn a blind eye and be like, it's fine. <laughs> you don't need to make a choice. There's so many good choices. Maybe this is too much of a TMI, but it's, it's, just... no, it's fine. It's all good. I think we all share a very similar emotional scape like you. Yeah. So I always use this Kathleen Pierce dialogue in my life. It's okay to love them both. <laughs> I do. So... Following Catherine Pierce, uh, no, like footsteps since 2013. I've supported your journey 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the music video was really good. And with Jaehyun sitting in a throne like thing with a staff, and you did talk about the rain sequence, like Jaehyun and Jungwoo, the bridge. Music video on its own. Like mm -hmm. literally, like maybe I hope I don't know if uh, SM if you're listening or anyone that's remotely related to SM. Like I need a music video where it just begins from that short, and I need it to be like an R and B soundscape mm -hmm. because I think Yonggu and obviously like we know Jin's like made for R and B because well you know he has that voice and he's always like he's always been so open about loving R and B. So yeah, that mm -hmm. that dude's like totally made for R and B. But I would love to see a music video just for that bridge. So gorgeous. And I really liked the fact that Yuta had a lot more on-screen timing mm -hmm. with all these nails and it comes to his face. And yeah. Uh-huh. Even, even their live stages and stuff, like he's the one who begins and the thing is like he's in like the engine mm. stuff that he does. That is Yo, his expressions are killer. I saw that thing, like, uh, I think that was obviously, like, with the performance videos and all that they released a couple of days back. I think it was dance mm -hmm. practice or something. And the way he just does it and the expressions he has, oh, it was so good. He knew. He, mm. he knows. No, he like, knows. He knows. I, but he, I know. He I know you're watching. <laughs> I know you're watching. Anthea. I know. <laughs> Jake is just there. I'm here. Like, 
Okay. So, you've got like the I think like Utah is one that that's always biased striking people. Mm-hmm. Like even like I think someone who's been like with the fandom for like the longest time, maybe like since their previous since their rookies, they always like come back and be like, I think Utah is like biased striking me in this era. That's just Utah guys, that's his power. <laughs> but I would say Utah stands in the bias here and like mm-hmm. bias line. Mm. Jahan might be the better like Oh, oh my god. You should think yeah. for me, like whatever I've noticed is like the other way around. Also, like for me, I think I can't pick between Taeyong and Jayan. But like every time Utah comes on screen, I'm like, excuse me, please. Taeyong and Jayan, for like a couple of minutes, can you just like stand off the side? I need to admire and appreciate this artist. We have the similar characteristics in every unit actually mm-hmm. in nct dream you have jeno like when jeno comes in you're like i don't know who jamin is like oh. <laughs> jamin i really hope you're not listening to this i am your nuna nuna sarang but <laughs> jamin and jason like they are again the two it's, it's, it's just programmed in that way and when it comes to baby it's cool and ten or Ten and Lucas at times, like, I oh. can't stay with one, like, please. <laughs> <It's always true. laughs> and what if you, like, put everyone together, including, like, Shotaro and, like, Sungjin? Who would you be? Oh, and the three new SM rookies, too. I don't remember their <laughs> names, so. <laughs> wow. Sungjin really did something to Andy's heart. He is strong. So like read their profiles and stuff I'd be like you're born in 2003 you don't look this young one of the best examples is Treasure's Haruto oh yes I think for me in the recent uh, past I think it would be like when SM released their rookie line I thought all of them would be like let's say like early 2000 but I think one of the rookies actually born in 2002 if I'm not wrong yeah, mm-hmm. or like 2004, gosh, I don't know, but he's like really young. And I was like, yo, <laughs> you guys don't look your age and ages at all. But yeah, so getting back to the album. So when you first heard it, like we were pretty excited about the music video. So when you jumped into the album, which were your favorites? What did you um, so for me, I know that it's essential to listen to the album the way it's structured, but I was genuinely so excited to listen to Crash Landing. That's the first song that I played. I, I genuinely love Kenzie as a producer. I think she's done some great work with SM artists, but especially with like NCD 127. I mean, like you have Limitless, you have oh, my my favorite, I mean, I'm genuinely like my favorite, favorite NCD 127 song is um, a favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love the way that, you know, she's like layered and produced like the entire track. She knows the group inside out. So that was the first song that I played. And surprisingly, it did hit home. But then I, li- I listened to the album, the way it's structured, and I instantly fell in love with uh, Gold Dust. Yeah, for me, I would say Gold Dust was really good. It's, it's beautiful. I love the melody. I love how the vocal line sounds on it, especially Jayon. His voice, mm-hmm. it's just, I know it's its so difficult to like describe his voice because every time I say it sounds sexy, which is the first thing that comes to mind when I when I'm hear him sing, I just feel like that's not a good enough term to or object to describe his voice. It's really emotive. 
he knows how to embody and pronounce certain words. Like, I think the classic example would be lemonade, the way he just says it. It's literally, and look, that's, I mean, the term lemonade, it has no, like, uh, emotive meaning, right? I mean, it's a beverage. Whereas the way it makes you feel, and you're just there, like, wow. Like, he instantly wakes you up with his voice. <laughs> what about exactly. you? What are your favorite tracks, though? Oh my god, yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. But with Jaehyun, I, I remember telling you, you know, like Jaehyun's solo song was supposed to be melancholy, but I was here like, why does this sound sensual to me? Is, is, is there something wrong with me? And when I when I tweeted, I, I even felt bad, like, am I the one who's feeling it? <laughs> Even the way the music video was shot, I mean, it did make me feel man con. I was like, yo, this guy is vibing, and I'm gonna like vibe with him. And like, honestly, I don't, I, I didn't quite relate to the storyline that's that's been like you know shown in the music video because it just jumps from one frame to another. I don't know what exactly was was the entire like in director's um reasoning behind it, but I genuinely I love watching it, and especially like when he jumps onto the bike. And literally, I'm not kidding you, the moment I saw that particular frame, I knew that incidents would end up making the wolf uh, edits out of it, the wolf mm-hmm. meme edits, and that's exactly what happened. I opened Twitter, and then there were like all these, like, Jayhan has the wolf meme era, a thread, and then like the, all these comparisons, and I'm like, see, I knew it that this was going to happen. Wow, but yeah, actually, I did see your favorite list, and I was pretty pretty upset that faster was not your favorite like faster was my first favorite because i'm more of a fast number person and i know that you are more into r&b uh so from the very first day when they did this lights thingy reels the trend i was like i want to listen to this i was like faster faster speed on that that reel or like that entire challenge blinded me like this i don't know if you remember this or not but this one with james holding a phone and then suddenly the flashlights on and as a person who didn't see it coming i'm watching the video at like this distance i mean none of the listeners can know but i hold my phone really close to my eyes it's suddenly there was this flashlight and i took both my phone away from my eyes and i was like oh my god that literally blinded me but yeah faster was my first favorite and definitely tasty because those were the two fast numbers in the album and I remember you commenting saying that tasty should be a single and I think these K-pop groups purposely put in certain B-sides that actually surpass the singles at times or as strong as the singles. There are numerous times, numerous artists making us crave like I wasn't knocked this the single of the album. But I think Daisy was definitely one among that as well. Definitely. And of course Gold Dust and Black Clouds because I'm so glad you brought up Black Clouds. That's literally my most played song from the album right now. And I'm so shocked. I'm like how because i remember listening to it when like the highlight medley came out and it didn't it didn't it didn't strike to me even at 
even like for a single second, I was like, oh, okay. For me, I remember Gold still had some sort of impression, but Black Clouds didn't. And ultimately, in the outro, I'm not even going to lie, I listened to the whole track just so that it can eventually lead me to the outro where it's Doyoung and Taeyong. You know, mm-hmm. Taeyong goes like with the Black Clouds, and then, you know, Doyoung just comes in with like his breathy or the vocals, and I'm like, I am soon, I have no ailments in my body, I am cured of any existing or even like future diseases because of these two. Yeah, it's so healing and it also gives us a touch of the the soft NCT that we know. Like we had such similar B-sides before and we have always found comfort in those singles as, uh, you know, like tracks as well. And this again becomes this comforting ones that when you are really emotional like you are not ready to express it but you're listening to it you just start crying like yes i had these much emotions in me and thank you for kindling it successfully and making me cry that kind <laughs> definitely i think with nct you can you like literally i think their discography is so varied not just in terms of like sound but just the emotions that they sort of tap into with each song that you can literally just go through the discography for like any mood. If if you if you're hyped and you just want to maintain that energy level, like you have songs for that. Or feeling a little low, or you need some sort of motivation, you have all these like fan singles that they've put out for their fandoms. I mean like they have they have like a song for every mood. Mm. That sounds like a Spotify ad. A playlist <laughs> for every mood. But <laughs> it's true, they have a song for every mood. And like wow. I, I know I'm just gonna like backtrack for a second. I remember like how you talked about they have like B sides, which mm-hmm. are always there that which can like sort of double as a as a track. Uh, for this particular comeback, I know they're super busy. Um, you know they have like the tour coming up, and then I'm pretty sure we're gonna have like an NCT 2022 also coming up. And if all things go well, we might have repackaged album too. But you know how they have, they've been releasing these track videos for their previous singles, for the previous uh, mm-hmm. albums too. I hope that happens. And I'm praying that they pick uh, JC for it. Please do for it. Yeah. Please do it. And, and I also want to look up designer though. I know designer is <laughs> going to be part. Like if ever, if, if it comes down to like track videos, I know designer will be there for sure. <laughs> wow. And I really liked Crash Landing as well. I mean, it's produced by Kenzie and it, this uh, their lyrics are by Junie and then obviously, you know, you have like the vocal and the rappers too. Yeah, Crash Landing was great. Mm. So those are my favorite tracks of the album. Like others, I did enjoy Vitamin and all that, which, which did give the NCT vibe, but the subtle ones. But these were the ones that, you know, like you, you were, you're working, you're listening or you're just casually listening and... At times you are, you are just like, what is this song? This song sounds so good, and you're like, ah. So these were the tracks that actually made me curious. Oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, what you what you said that there's certain tracks that make you unlock your phone and see like what this track was for me. That would be time lapse because mm-hmm. it started on like such an upbeat and like you know a very new sound, and then you had like them joints incoming, and I was like. Okay, it's gonna be like another noise music, and it sounded like this R&B soundscape comes in, and I was like, "Hey, what song is this?" So I picked up my phone, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's time lapse." And yeah, that was one that was one song that truly like took me by surprise. I was like, "Oh, I did not see this song arriving to like mm-hmm. this particular soundscape." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was like I think that was an incredible addition to the album. 
You always make that one song that you know makes you go back and be like, "Hello, what song are you?" I love how they um tap or like sort of just like way the producers of the songwriters. I love the fact that they're so thorough with working with Julie as a songwriter. I I had like the wonderful opportunity to like speak to him uh for the King Music special, and the way he just described working with them, it just feels like a very cohesive environment. And I'm so glad that they found a songwriter talented as Julie because he has a very unique perspective on love, and that translates well in the way NCT embodies those lyrics. So yeah, I'm just like really glad they should continue wow. working together more. <laughs> Yes, more Julie X and City One Two Seven. So yeah, and I did read your review for Rolling Stone. <laughs> One minute of peace. <laughs> One minute of peace for the Bianca. I hope God stays with her. But I really feel bad. I. Like I really felt bad. I really wanted to reach you via message, and I thought, you know, like when you said you are going private, I was like, okay, maybe we we will drop in the meeting, and I definitely have to tell you because honestly, it's very hard to catch you via messages. <laughs> I'm angry oh, at this no. point, but on the other hand, huh? Leaving that part now that you're a victim, I wanted to console you. Like, don't feel bad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was one of the very honest review, and it was not that harsh. Like, you know, I think that's the thing about reviews. Uh, you like when I'm reviewing something, I'm writing from my perspective, and obviously, it's going to be open to others for interpretation, which I'm totally okay with. Like, I'm taking the criticism. There are some very valid points that a lot of people raise, and I'm definitely taking that into consideration. Some of them were like, they were just really out of context because certain words. That's you know that's how Twitter works, right? Like people just take screenshots of like certain sentences without having any context, and then that gets spun around. So yeah, those those are things that kind of hurt me. But I think once you've, I I don't know why it continues to hurt me because I've been on Twitter since twenty twelve. It shouldn't have this effect on me anymore. But yeah, I mean you know you take what's you take into consideration what's required, and then you just uh, carry on. I think it just builds character. But thank you. <laughs> But it was definitely a genuine review. Uh, I didn't bring that to talk about the Twitter thingy, but uh, I read it and I was able to relate to it because sometimes people are very not that strong enough to be opinionated or critical with their favorites, and one among them is me, and I like my face. But there are still times, you know, like your favorite artist can also come up with music that you don't really enjoy a lot. And sometimes they start with a different style, and then they go to a very different one. And you're like, "Dude, I loved you, and where are you now?" So it it also feels the same with Blackpink at times. Yeah, definitely. But I have to say one thing: I am pleasantly surprised with this album. Like, I know mm-hmm. it's just eight songs, but like that two-year wait that we had after uh, the album. I mean, I think it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Some pretty great tracks in that, on that album. Yeah, the vocal line is definitely on top. Like, oh, they did yeah. so good. The vocals. But I also believe that if they kind of had this more relatable storylines, I think it can attract uh, ladies. Because 
to be very honest i have seen people comment you know like i grew up with twice i grew up with girls generation and it turned out to be i grew up with black pink and when black pink started it was something like growing up it spoke about how you come out of a toxic relationship you you are blinded by love then you come out then you're empowered it was so good to kill this love and how you like that but then it is it was all about oh we have gushi we have charm but like i don't think that everybody can relate to that so it's more like why do you have to keep bragging about your global status maybe some stories maybe some you know like that's what actually makes bts different you know like even in the global standard they never confess you know like the world is behind me like they do make statements but they do also say that you no know, like i worked hard and now here they are but we can't mm-hmm. yeah we can't blame black pink we are not sure how the process goes behind them and all that and uh while i was you know like watching a few videos even their dressing style has gone to the extreme it's all fabulous and glam and sometimes it gets even you can't even recognize what they are singing only when you recognize you kind of feel it relatable but when it is not even recognizable you you, you just stand on top and i'm just here and i feel detached so but very gradual process with a lot of artists right like even i love bts with their certain songs that i can't relate to same goes for blackpink but yeah i definitely like agree with what you said that what makes bts stand out i think um uh, they embody the stories emotions of people within the age group and since we fall in it it's really easy for us to relate mm-hmm. to it i think that's like kind of i i think my favorite song of the album is like the happiest girl for blackpink mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. oh god the, oh everyone's singing i love the lyrics i also love the fact that they sang in english and it has nothing to do with like them you know focusing on english tracks alone i also love their korean songs but just because you know as a person who's not fluent in korean it's easier for me to relate to the lyrics since it's in english it's easier to absorb so that's my favorite album that's favorite song of my album because of the story that it holds yeah so why are we talking about blackpink i have no <laughs> clue <laughs> but yeah with nct you know like certain songs they just make us feel home and i can never forget how i think it's magic carpet made me feel oh, yes such oh god i even the track video for that uh, single is so good it's just like i think a minute and a half or something but it's mm-hmm. all of them in a room tail sitting down the vibe that they created I remember seeing that yeah yeah, yeah I remember yeah. seeing that right oh god I I had that on loop for the longest time I also loved the rainy night by the way the mm. rainy night was like oh god that is also a great song but the way the magic uh, magic carpet right is that the song <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it is right I think this way it makes you feel it is so happy like you could be in the down class and like the the, the like the moment like the song comes on on like on replay and stuff you instantly feel at ease yeah and highway to heaven wow oh oh dude i have there was there was a time where i was having this discussion this was around the time when bts had come out with permission to dance and everyone was talking about how uh, what is the best english uh, k-pop song that has been released and i was like 
nothing comes close to how you have an iron soy everything is perfection it's pop perfection the music video is great everyone's wearing these like you know long flowy shirts white shirts yeah they have like these white uh sorry not white pants black pants oh gosh i'm colorblind (laughs) (laughs) they look incredible they sound incredible lord I love that song. That's still wow. my most, one of my most played songs on Spotify. That, that's I've seen never, that, I guess. Yeah, like every every time I have that receipt thing that Spotify has, like the, that extension, it always just pops up there. I'm like, oh, you're still here. That's my most played song. I thought you would have been moved down by now. But look, the queen is still there. <laughs> wow, such an amazing song. So we started talking about other songs. So definitely, you know, like we do want to talk about what was your favorite era from NC two hundred seven or the album? Like this one, <laughs> I can I can sense the excitement already. Oh, this is very difficult. Oh, can I split it into two? Okay, <laughs> okay, thank God. I granted. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I can split it into two. Um, I think performance wise, it has to be uh, kick it. Hmm. And I'm so glad that I think recently they did an interview, not like a sit down interview. I don't remember with either Spotify or Apple, where they were asked, what is your most favorite song to perform? And most of them said, kick it. So I'm glad that it's still part of like, you know, tracks that they love performing because I I, eat, I love watching them. Even like whenever in the Neo Link, the City Link uh, concerts take place, I'm always mm-hmm. looking forward to kick it. And especially when they start with that interlude, which they added uh, in the repackaged album Punch. When they start mm-hmm. with that, it eventually goes to like kick it. Lord, I love kick it to my heart, to my core. That's like my favorite NCT one to seven performance. And I think in terms of like tracks and stuff, um, um, I'll have to go with. It keeps changing. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes I do love regular irregular just because of the way the album has been packaged. They have like an interlude, and it it's a, it's a very clear vision, right? Like there are two sides to MCD one to seven. There's the regular side and the regular side, and here you go. And I think each track embodies it really well. Um, but currently, as of now, I do have um favorite on on loop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think soon it's going to be two baddies. I'm not going to lie. There's some incredible b-sides i think some of my most favorite b-sides are going to originate from here it's just that the album released a week before right like last week if i'm not wrong or two weeks yeah. back yeah it's, it's a pretty yeah 60 what are we not oh, 20 seconds yeah so it's just been like a couple of days so i'm sure it'll take time to like grow on to me but i was very surprised with how hardcore they went into R&B I'm not sure this is like a taste into what we can expect from NCT in the future because I mean they're going to hit their seven year anniversary thing next year right that's a huge milestone like where will the group go from there we don't know oh <laughs> but my God. Do. seven yeah <laughs> the contagious seven year oh god I just I love how like you know with every group that hits the seven year mark like this happened with God Seven too, but it's just that we knew before. I think the uh, I think it was Jin Young's uh, news that was released first, right? That he may be signing with like, um, uh, you know, another agency, and we all thought, oh, he's the only one leaving, and then like all seven of them left JYP. <laughs> so I just love how these speculations begin. It's gonna happen same with NCT, but I have a feeling that they will renew their contract. Oh, they will renew their contract. Yeah, even I feel that, mm. but. Again, I felt that with Godson, so. Uh-huh. 
Oh, yes. Like, it, it was a strong feeling that those seven would stay together, which they did. They but did. I thought they would sign it, not for the company, but mm. for us, the seven. But it turned out to be a different one. I remember when Encore dropped, I was very emotional at that point too. And I was like, why? <laughs> I think as journalists, for all of us who hadn't had a chance to interview God7, we were like, oh, that's it? We're not going to interview this group again. <laughs> exactly. That was one of the very huge yeah. things that I was... Like, we were aiming for God7 India to mm. come here. Like, nothing is ever... <laughs> And then so, they yeah. ended up like pulling the biggest reverse card in the history of K-pop. And like it ended up just becoming like a verb, like pulling a God 7, which only God 7 can pull, by the way. But yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah. And regular, like regular music video, like regular English version. Mr. Jaehyun, like. Money, money. Yeah. <laughs> but like, wow, that was an epic. Big, like I fell right on my face, like mm. shut. Oh yeah, the men in suits. That was definitely even the choreography is so good, right? Mm. Like when the first chorus comes in, you have Mark and Taeyong back, back to back, and mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're not dabbing per se, but it's some hand related movement, and then like it splits, and then like you again, you have like Alexander Taeyong who comes like with. Choreography thing, gosh, it is incredible. But I have to say, my favorite regular version is obviously um one to seven's English version. But when it comes mm-hmm. to the music video, it's wavy. That music video looks so expensive. <laughs> like it's actually like just oozing like luxury, and then you have like Shaojun on like that. That what is it called? Uh, ca- not a cattle. What is it called? Oh my god, the mechanic bull. <laughs> I was gonna call it cattle. <laughs> He's on the <laughs> I did guess that you were talking about the bull, but yeah, I don't know why I said cat. I'm so sorry, but that shot and the way he just has these expressions for like, oh like gosh, oh. I'm so gorgeous, and I was like, wow, okay, wow, because I've sat on that thing, and it's really difficult to hold yourself, let alone an expression. And this guy is doing everything at once, and I was like, this group is definitely like worth investing your time in. But yeah, NCT one to seven, and I think Cherry Bomb was another MV that we can never. But personally, when it comes to album, I would definitely say the Kick It album. I just love all the tracks. It it's so close to my heart. Like I don't know. Elevators. I I had elevators um opening sequence like the instrumental as my ringtone for the longest time. Until I realized that every time that song comes on loop, I skip it just because of how irritating. You know how it is, right? Like, you put a song as your your ringtone and then you get so irritated by it. Yeah, so I was like, I can't can't let that happen to Elevator. That's my favorite song of that (laughs) album. So, you know what? I'm just going to go back to like the old one plus ringtone. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, it, it happened to me a lot of times when the song comes on loop and it starts singing. You just, oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, it's just a song. And sometimes it it turns out, like, initially you love your ringtone. And then it starts irritating because some people just keep calling and some calls are not good calls. And sometimes... Yes. Oh, yes, I totally, yeah. I totally get it. I've, I've had to change so many ringtones because of that. And it becomes a nightmare. Mm. 
So yeah, talking about the future, like we were a bit critical with their current comeback. So what are the type that you would love to see them in the future? Um, you know, the whole definition of neo in my example, um, it's definitely futuristic. It's bold. It's audacious. But some, I think a core element of being neo, which is literally NCT, is being innovative. And I love how they take these challenges with their uh, comeback, right? And a perfect example of that is Sticker. To date, I still do not understand what is happening in that track sonically, especially like with the fusion stuff. But if you think about it for a second, just like shut your, this is what I, I actually did on a couple of occasions. I was like, if there's any group vocally strong, doesn't matter if it's a girl group or a boy group, which other group could possibly cover sticker? And nothing comes to mind. It's just NCT. For me, being a neo track or like being a neo single is exactly that. A song that no other group can pull off. And I want NCT to do something. NCT wants to do something of that sort again. I think the concepts have been on point. So I know even if we have a repackaged album in the future or like, I, you know what, by the way, while we're having this conversation, it just hit me that these guys haven't released an EP. They've done back-to-back -back albums. It's just been album after album. How are they doing oh. this? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kick it, like, sticker and... Yeah, and I was like, oh, you guys have just been producing albums. I, Okay, now it kind of makes sense why you took that 11-month gap because you're working on an album. For a second, I'm not going to lie, when, the, when there was this radio silence around NCT 127's comeback and even the tour announcements, I've, I'm not going to lie, I've been a little disappointed and I'm not able to crack the exact um answer as to why the tour announcements have been so disjointed. I understand that COVID has had its repercussions. So possibly that could be a reason. But I was so sad when these Singapore dates were released two weeks before because in my mind, I was like, I know that they may not visit India in the near future. So my two best choices to watch them live would be Singapore or Bangkok. And like, they just released a Singapore thing. And I was like, it's two weeks from now. I need to like literally put in a notice at work and be like, hello, I would not be able to work. So yeah, that part was it. Okay, sorry, I'm digressing. Anyway, so regarding the future, I want them to do something audacious. Once again, like sticker, possibly something which is just a little bit sonically cohesive. In that sense, I think Kick It, which was still very bold and audacious, that's still noise music per se, which is NCT's characteristic, but at least it's sonically cohesive. So I want like a blend between Kick It and Sticker of that. Yeah, so yeah, that was it. That's that's we have for NCT 127. And I really hope the fans enjoyed listening to us. And I, the people who haven't listened, you can definitely listen to it now. It's It's your call to listen to the album immediately <laughs> please do please do and i think this is one album which i personally think can be enjoyed even if you listen from it backwards for some odd reason i've tried doing that and it still somehow involves the same emotions especially like the middle section where mm -hmm. they talk about the uh transition not the evolution of love you have gold dust black clouds and then you have playback that the entire middle section is sonically and thematically so cohesive. I love that part. So please, if you ever listen to that album, if you, I, I do understand there's some people who look at 12 tracks. I think as K-pop fans, we're really used to it. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of like my a lot of people who don't listen to K-pop in my immediate friend circle when I tell them, oh, there's this artist who's released like like with Mark Twain, right? Like when he released like twenty two singles, everyone was like, do you mean two albums? And I'm like, no, it's like one album with like some twenty two tracks. And they were like, how is this possible for them? Even like something as short as like 12 tracks is a lot for them but yeah if if you find like listening to 12 tracks and one is like a little too much you might as well just listen listen to the lead single definitely i'm not going to disregard it watch the music video watch it with the music video like you know what auntie we're having this conversation there's certain songs that you need to listen with the music video definitely listen to two baddies with the music video listen to faster and leave everything and go to the middle section the three songs that i mentioned just do that Wow, that's a lovely shout out for the album. But yeah, I don't think amidst all the chaos, I'm so happy that we made it and it's like 12, midnight, (laughs) we're closing in. And I really had so much fun. It was a long day for me, to be honest. But thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to me ramble (laughs) and like constantly going off radar too. (laughs) But thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, this this was so much fun for us as well. And as I mentioned earlier, I would definitely love to have you for furthermore. Or if you really love to talk about an album, you can just drop in and just laugh about everything oh, that's gave up of course i think we've become like a lot more closer initially i was like i don't want to like impose my existence on her so i'm not going to like bother her but now i'll just be constantly your dms like around every comeback i'll be like hey and yeah did you see this you want to like talk about it not even like as a podcast just to like fan girl and stuff because sometimes you yeah you just need that sort of connections with fellow fans i like there are times where i like go up to like my friends and all and they said us we talk about it professionally but sometimes you just need to reconnect with that fan go the new man you just need to do that oh yeah and yes we are definitely doing this like i am all done like when divyansha like most of the writers are more kind of introvert person so i also felt that divyansha will be like oh nct oh this is this uh i like jayhyun and yeah like, that's all and now she's like oh this is so good like, that, that's I, what I, our bias I, groups do to us <laughs> you totally forget who you are as a person you'll be like okay this is my time i have to talk about these group of incredibly talented artists but yeah thank you so much and finally would you like to give your social media handles so that the listeners can follow you oh yeah so um guys if you don't mind like just random babbling with like a lot of typos okay like mm-hmm. i get this a lot i'm sorry i just type really fast and i have five thumbs you can follow me on hey it's the Vyansha. it's the same username on twitter and instagram yeah and do keep an eye on her amazing interviews and upcoming writings as well like to be honest i really really i know i'm repeating it but i really want you to understand that i really love your writing now like so uh, especially when nct releases i i was damn sure like it was going to be the bianca's article this time i wait for your mm-hmm. article i remember uh, even commenting you know like when yeah. uh, jayhyun released it i was like i know you were writing i know <laughs> i was waiting for this so that's how much i enjoy uh and keep writing keep amazing people so that's from my side please don't think about all the other things like i'm an authentic person i'm not 
I'm not thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Anthea. Oh, my God. I must have done something incredibly great in my past life. Never heard so many. <laughs> never, never, never heard so many good things oh. being said all at once. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, viewers, definitely feel free to DM us or mention us and talk about your favorite uh, singles. We would definitely love to continue this conversation. Uh, and if you think that some other tracks are even more good you can definitely let us know and if you want us to talk about upcoming albums you can also let us know about that so yeah as for believe in k-pop you can follow us at believe in k-pop on instagram and twitter we are also in twitter like syed gave me this idea to open mm -hmm. the account oh, i was pretty way, sure you had a bug right where like all your followers or like the yeah, is that the no we still have zero followers. I don't know why. Like, I remember myself following it and like zero. Am I a zero person? No, definitely not. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening to it, please let me know how to remove that bug or whatever that's happening to the Twitter. But do feel free to mention us. And uh, yeah, hope you have an amazing week. All the best. And yeah. Uh, Keep loving NCT one two seven, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow me, of course you should. Um. Please do. She's a really entertaining person on Twitter. Even like if way better on like Instagram. Not gonna lie, I love your reels. I think they're very relatable. <laughs> so every time I post a reel, I'm like, yo, that is me. It's just that I don't have the courage to shoot a reel. But if I did, I think our content would like totally match. <laughs> yeah, we are doing it once we get together. Definitely, definitely something yeah so yeah uh don't forget to spread love and be loved this is anthea isik bye listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.